Roll up, roll up, ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. <gasps> you'll laugh. <laughs> and you'll be amazed at what comes next. Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Hog Italiano. Welcome to episode 160. Wow. 160. That was my childhood. Huh? Yeah, back when I was a child, and uh, if that's how childhoods work. I believe so. Uh, the television shows in England, where I was a child, uh, pretty much the only thing that was on TV was darts and sheepdog trials. Um, is that what that's from? Yeah. It's darts? Yeah, it's when they get three bullseyes. I always thought it was from Sticky Moments. What do you mean? Julian Clary's show, Sticky Moments. No, that's where he got it from, from yeah, darts. I didn't know. Yeah, because darts, when Julian Clary was a kid, all that was on TV in the UK was darts and sheepdog trials. Like, Saturday afternoon was literally watching sheepdog trials and darts. Hmm. Yeah. I watched a couple of episodes of Sticky Moments the other night. Uh, I haven't. The other night. The other night, two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Hmm. Are you good? Well, you watched a couple. Yeah, I watched a couple. Okay. Yeah. How did you acquire these episodes? Oh, they're on the YouTubes. Excellent. I like yeah. the YouTubes. I wonder if anyone even knows what we're talking about. Julian Cleary was someone who... How did he dress? What was his persona? Was it a persona or was it really him? Uh, I don't want to be disrespectful. I feel like well, it was no, an act. Campus camp... As campers campus campers. Yeah. Campers right. as custard with sprinkles. On top of a, 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 uh, a tent. <laughs> a row of them. <laughs> um, but yes, he he his uh, his dress was out. His dress, his his attire was outrageous on the show. What well, uh, um, what is outrageous? As in the opposite of gruntled. Yeah, yeah. That's outrageous. What's mm. outrageous? Oh, crikey. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to ask him. Oh, gosh. I think we've just answered our own questions. <laughs> so what's going on, son? Um, I, 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 or, uh, yes, I've used up my words for the day. So now I'm just doing vowels and consonants. <laughs> I'm literally and what, a it's human. Up to, it's <laughs> up to everyone else to put them together. I'm the human wheel of fortune. Yeah. <laughs> You're also not getting out of the car now. Ah, well, that's all right. I'm used to the smell now. Apparently my car smells. Yeah, it's an interesting adieu. Yeah, I smelled it myself. I've, I've been in my car now twice today, and both times when I got in, oh, I thought... Oh, that's why it smells. Shut your damn mouth, part holes. I... Matt, you can't go in your car. Stop it. That's what makes it smell. Um, I ate in my car yesterday. Oh, right. But the eatings that I had, the leavings are no longer here. Smell, so smell particles exist. Yeah, but Long they dissipate. After. Nah, bullshit. What did you eat? A subway. Oh, that's it. Is that's that what, what I can smell. Like? Yeah. Well. Yeah, like a dirty New York subway. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, I was really exhausted until I got in the car. Now I'm super really exhausted. <laughs> You mean until you got in this car? Yeah. yeah You're an it's, it, face. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, what are you up to? How's your consonants and vowels situation? My, um, well, seems though my vowels could be in trouble. Well, that might be the smell. Yeah. But I think it's the subway. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm busy, dude. Yeah. So I spent the... This is, my, this is, this is how I am all the time now, doing this. I spent yesterday evening and... Um, all afternoon today in the studio doing uh, working on a track for a client so I've got a couple of studio clients that I'm working with at the moment 
Uh, and that's really exciting because I haven't that's done cool. that for a long time. That's great. Um, you remember when you and I lived together? Yes. I would occasionally have people round and just yes. do their demos for them and stuff. And the thing that I discovered while I was doing that was that um, on the one hand, as a recording engineer, your job really is just to get the artist's stuff down. Their, what, you know, their, and often when I was working before, it was acoustic guitarist singer types. So, um, but also often those people were very, very inexperienced and, um, and often simply not particularly good. So then you shift from being the recording engineer into being the producer, effectively, where you, you then start to try to polish what the what the artist has recorded um, to make it. Well, see, this is this was the rub. To make it what? To make it palatable to a the the, the greatest number of people, and the way you do that is by smoothing off all the rough edges and making it be in tune and making it be in time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I really began to struggle with my role as the um, recording engineer slash mix engineer slash producer, um, where I was then putting my voice, in inverted yeah. commas, to everything. As in, well, you could do it like that. If I was playing it, I'd do this. Um, why don't we try this chord here? Why don't we thing? Yeah, that note doesn't work. We need to... Uh, yeah. yeah. And so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's... So I stopped doing it because I didn't, uh, I, I didn't think that I was doing the best thing by the client. Hmm. But now, I'm basically being given a brief by um, these artists' management, for all intents and purposes, yeah. to polish Good. up hits. Yeah, right. So that's what I'm doing. Cool. Yeah, and, you know, the, um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. It is... Um it is the realm of uh, a special type of um, way of thinking um, that, uh, I, I, well, I think a lot of people have, and it's it's a it, it's like it's as I was describing to some students the other day. It was like um, when I was a kid, it was called being a geek or a nerd, like it was nerding out, like it was about like in order to achieve the thing you want to achieve. You have to become an expert at it, and if you don't want to become an expert at it, you need an expert, right? And if you don't want to become an expert at it, the, what the expert has to deal with is the fact that you don't want to become an expert at it, mm. and balance, uh, do that negotiation with you about well, if if you don't if you don't want to go away for six months to get really good at this, well, I can I can just sort it out, and but then you're in the back of your mind going. <laughs> like there's an element of what because me as like a guitar player like I don't as a musician as a songwriter I don't get why people don't want to nerd out about the technical aspects of you know harmony and you know chord progressions and how you know I was I've been explaining to quite a few people this week this is the fun thing about teaching is that you get to nerd out and stuff because when you explain to a, a student who can play the chords of the C major scale, right? And then I say, okay, you're going to write a song with this now, right? And what was that? I may sneeze. Okay. No, it's okay. I stopped. I thought I was. Oh, that's sorry, smell, brother. That smells come back. Yeah. <laughs> get on with it. And I said, and they go, okay, really? I said, yeah. And they go, okay, they pull it. I said, no, you're not going to use, use a guitar. You've got seven chords there. Pick a chord. Right, that's one you start with. Now pick a different chord, and then pick a different chord, and eventually we use them all up, and then we use them all up in a different way, and you know, 
couple of different sections. I'm like, and now I'll play it. And I play it, and they go, whoa! And then I go, and the reason why that sounds like that is why, and they go, because they're different chords? I go, yes, but it's actually, you start off with that chord, it's got three notes in it, and the reason that sounds cool to there is because there are three notes and they move in different directions to other notes, and then those go to other notes. And if you play it, and they go, whoa! And it's like every, everyone's got that geekiness in them, right? It's just whether or not someone shows them that they can have it and gets excited about it, I think. Well, it certainly sounds like that's what makes you a good teacher, is that you, you're actually breeding, breeding excitement in these people about stuff that is, is accessible. Well, it, but it, they don't know it is yeah, well, until someone says, no, no, you can do this, and, I don't, he, and here's, the, here's the nuts and bolts. Yeah. And then you Meccano it together. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if that makes me a good teacher. I'm not sure if I am a good teacher. But what I am is really enthusiastic about the thing that I'm, I'm doing. Sure. And I think there's a lot... Do I mean, it wouldn't make sense. There's a lot of people who do a lot of jobs and not really enthusiastic about what they do. Um, but it's the thing that I love about what you're doing with these these guys is that you're... You kind of see the look at are able to I assume able to look at the project and go, okay, I've got some some thinking to do. Mm. Like I've got some work to do. I've got to work out how to do this. And there's a whole bunch of different levels that I've got to work out how to do this operates on. Mm. I think it's really cool. I think you'd appreciate as well one the one of the one of the really positive aspects I'm finding from working with these people is working with the two people I've, I've been with recently um, is that uh, I found it a really nice affirmation of my ability to um, relate to people as well that I'm making the studio experience for these inexperienced people a really comfortable easy thing and they you watch them just lift as they get these results yeah. and that's that's really great and that's that's separate to the final product is just like watching these people kind of gain confidence and hmm. and just get excited about what it is that they're doing so that's kind of really cool uh, so I, I, I hope I can maintain this enthusiasm for it <laughs> so do I because it's legitimate paid work as well which is nice it's good to have legitimate paid work with so much mine's not uh, well, I mean, you know... It's not the, legitimate or paid, <laughs> but it's definitely all work. Yeah, I, I am <laughs> incredibly busy. I'm really, really busy at the moment. Yeah. Um, I've never been... I, I know why I've never been this busy. Well... Because I've, like, we've come out of the whole COVID thing and I've still got my hand in all, all the pies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess to a certain extent that's exactly what's happened with me as well. It's just, it's... I remember all that time when I was doing six, seven, eight, sometimes nine gigs a week, um, not being able to find the wherewithal to write and record. Well, and because that was just the gig part, and then there was the bookings part as well, and just the the. On the one hand, you would think it would be the easiest thing in the world to just well Monday is paperwork day, do all the invoicing, I do all the contracts. But, yep. But it simply doesn't work like that because then you get an email from a, a venue manager at one o'clock in the morning, which you get the first thing the next day, or actually probably on the way home from a gig. My natural tendency is to start actioning it there and then. So it kind of doesn't really ever stop. Um, Unless there's a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And just every everything that comes in becomes the the next most important thing that you have to deal with because yeah. quite often it's something that does need to be dealt with there and then if you, if it's a if it's a gig offer um, it either for me then I have to say yes or no there and then that's not so bad but if it's um, a gig offer for the agency that's a bunch of time that you spend contacting people to find out whether they can actually whether their calendar is actually up to date you yeah. know all the stuff yeah. so I got asked to send through um, they've got a function they want music from 11 to 1 on a Friday um, have you got any 
thing of you just playing just like acoustic guitar with a loop thing. I said, I've got this, 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 but not exactly what you want. Um, any chance you'd be able to get that to me by Thursday? No. <laughs> oh, we, we might have to book someone else in. Okay. Yeah. Just no. Like, don't have time to do it. No, of course not. Like, and no hard feelings, but just like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Like, I'm re- if you'd asked me this fucking six months ago, I would have had some time to do it. <laughs> six months? Seven months ago. Have- <laughs> I've directed a lot of um, potential clients to, here's my YouTube, here's all the things 90 I do. plus yeah. online gigs that I did during lockdown. Yeah. Um, which I think gives a pretty good balance of what I do. It's a lot of different songs. It's pretty casual and chill, and I, you know, I sing all right, this... and I play all right. If you don't like that, then there's a pretty good chance you're not going to want to book me. Yeah, because <laughs> that's. Do you know what though? There's a, there's still a real, like, it's interesting to me that someone can see a song that I've written, like it's an acoustic song, and then it's me playing guitar and an acoustic song. And then they go, oh, I didn't know you played electric guitar. See one of those demo, guitar yep. demo things I did. It was like, yeah, I, yeah, people can do more than one thing with music. It's how, you know, and when you're old too, like there's a good chance you've, you've learned to do more than one thing. <laughs> hey, speaking of electric guitar. Oh, what? Huh? Hey, what? Huh? Um, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, Tom's back in the band. Yeah, I'm back into the band. So, my first cover... <laughs> how awkward I am. My it. first cover band in Melbourne was a band called Ramjet. Um, I was in a band with a guitarist named Dean Jones and a drummer named Paul Hogan. So good. And a bass player named Robbie. The Backyard bar- Cricket yeah. Barbecues, was, well, they were fucking <laughs> great. Actually, they were terrible. <laughs> there was no shrimps and no barbies and no... <laughs> six an ounce um, yeah uh, I I can't quite remember the how that band really came together I know how I t- I know how I tell the story and it's probably not correct my memory is that I had moved to Melbourne after living overseas for almost three years and um, I somehow knew this drummer Paul Hogan maybe he'd worked with friends of mine in Adelaide he moved here hit me up and said oh, we might we might have, we may have shared a girlfriend at some point not shared but each dated um but i don't I, that definitely is is true they definitely shared someone else's girlfriend after that though. but i don't <laughs> did we <laughs> i don't know i'm just being silly oh actually oh hey <laughs> i mean no we that's a story we don't need no. to tell but anyway how did you name the band ramjet Robbie Edmanis came up with the name. Oh, I thought it was going to be some kind of no, 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 related no. thing. No, no. <laughs> um, uh, and he said, we should, we should put a band together. It'd be fun. And I said, no, I'm not interested in doing a cover band. I'm just happy. I've started doing, you know, duo-y stuff. That's all right. That's all I need. And not acoustic duo stuff. I wasn't doing that at that no, point. No, you, you were doing uh, Murray. Yeah. No, um, in, in yep. a duo with Murray. Yeah. Uh, Apologies. Anyway, I... He pestered me a, a while, and then I said yes. So then we had this band that, for a while, was going to be called Four on the Floor. And someone said, "That sounds like a blues band, dude. You can't." Okay. And then Robbie said, "Ramjet." And then Dean left. You joined Ramjet. Ah, uh, well, the the story is. See, there you go. Uh, um, Dean was leaving. Yes. Um, well, the story I I remember is Dean's having some surgery. Oh. Um, he needs like two to four weeks off. Right. The band. Right. right? Um, will you fill in? And I had just left Passion Fruit Pulp because oh, yeah. my... Um, which was the band he was in which, when I met him. That yeah. story about the CD and the driving to thing and the phone number incorrect. That was... Right. That's that thing. And um, so I had just left that band and uh, I was free. And I had left that band to not be in a band for a while. To just do my original stuff, which you were in, you would. Oh yeah, you, we're you would do it. Zero, I think, at that point. And um, <clears throat> because my um, girlfriend at the time, her mum was really, really sick, and I was like, I'm going to be around. I'm going to stop doing this five nights a week thing. Blah, blah, blah. But within two weeks of us 
two weeks of literally two weeks of me leaving the band, she moved out to to go and live with her family again, and um, yeah, it was a terrible, sad time. Mm. But luckily for me, I had a bunch of free time on my hands, and it was like, can can you fill in for a while? And then I said, yeah, well, I'm I'm free and I'm single. Like I'm doing, I'm literally just sitting at home by myself. So this would be great, thanks. So I filled in, and then Dean apparently said, yeah, I'm not coming back. Yeah, right. And then you guys went, oh, right, well, we better audition some guys, right? And, you know, I was, and, and you, you told me, so we're going to audition people because that's the right thing to do. <clears throat> and I think there may have been a little bit on the, f- with the other guys that, like, we can't just take your mate. We have to, like, you know. I think that, yeah. Everyone that, was, and, yeah. and you were, of course, professional about it. And um, so I think there were a number of auditions. Hmm. Uh, I think I only remember one one of the people. Who was that? Um, Danny Sullivan. Oh, cool. I think no. Robbie as well. Danny Sullivan? He's the bass player. No. Uh, um, who's the... Who's, yeah, who's yeah, Danny Spencer. Guitarist? Danny Spencer. Da- okay, so Danny Sullivan, yeah. the guitarist. Which, yeah. is, which is funny because I replaced Danny in Passion Fruit Pop. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Huh. But the uh, I think the story generally, pretty much goes that after a while... By the time you guys had gone through and actually auditioned a, a couple of nights, a couple of different people, I'd already been doing the gig for six, seven weeks. <laughs> and they went, he's fine. He's the fine. other guys are like, you know, they're not better. They're just as good or, you know, there's no real kind of like issue. And you know what? Don fits in well. It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, and... I think it was a little bit like, no, you guys did the right. You did your due diligence. <laughs> um, <clears throat> And, uh, yeah. I can't remember how that band broke up. I can. <laughs> can you? Yeah. Yeah. You and Paul folded the band because you worked out that after, oh, shit, that's after right. you did your tax one year Fuck. and after you paid for a van and a roadie and whatnot, you're getting paid like 115 bucks a gig or something. You went, yeah, it was ridiculous. This. Yeah, the roadie was sometimes getting paid more than I was. Yeah. Yeah. And we weren't getting, like, we weren't getting a lot of money no. Well, I think we were getting 150 bucks a year. Jesus, really? Yeah. Oh my God, that's awful. I remember that's how much the roadie was getting. Yeah, that was the roadie getting the same. I mean, it's bad enough he was getting paid more than me, but that he was getting the same as the people actually on stage. And he lost my amp head. Did he lost? Oh, did he really? I think it got stolen from out the back of the venue uh, as he was going back for another load. Yeah, one right. of those. He was the only person who ever had sex in the band van as well. Why not, Robbie? Oh, I wasn't going to say his name. That's right. <laughs> he wouldn't care. No. Actually, he wouldn't care. He'd wear that with a badge of honour. Yeah, I... a badge of honour. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I wish I was dead. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, and then and then it was G Force, and that was well. I believe. Oh God, here we, we go. go. No, no, I, I think no, you're right. I don't know things. So I believe here. If is... everyone could just piece together my history for me. So Ramjet continued for whilst Inside Zero was happening. Yeah. Right? So, obviously, Richie and Steve were playing with Richie and Steve and yep. Matt Robinson. Richie drummer, Steve bass player. <clears throat> and so, the band folded, um, stopped playing, but you were still doing Sunday and Thursday, Sunday and Thursday at the Elephant Wheelbarrow St Kilda with Paul. Mm-hmm. Right? And Wednesday at the Bridal O'Reilly Shuffle Street. Mm-hmm. That were your, they were your acoustic duo gigs and so the person who um, I believe owned both venues or had a or, oh. ma- or managed one um, said hey um, we've got we need a Friday night band oh, yeah. why don't you just do a band on Friday night and you literally literally went to the guys you the original band with and just said hey uh, I got off this gig do you guys want to do it and yeah. that's how GeForce started there you go yeah and now G-Force is still a thing. Yeah. yeah. And how many years later? Oh, se- 74. Seven, no, but seriously, 17 years later, you're now... Well, I, I played in the band until 2013. Yeah. Until... And the here's the story. <laughs> so, I didn't leave the band. File this again under Girls Ruin Everything. <laughs> well, um, this, as the story goes... Hey, girlfriend, I want to get married and have kids. When do you think you'll be ready? 
I think I really need to do some more traveling. Where do you want to go? Europe and America. How long do you want to go for? Nine months. Nine months, you say. Okay, let's go give it a go. And we did. And so I spoke to Matt and I said, look, I am not. I don't want to leave the band, but you're clearly going to have to get someone to fill in for a while. See how you go. And Matt said, ah, oh, there's a couple of guys. We just, I'll just fill it week to week, week to week. And then you decided with a couple of your friends that I'm going to go to Europe as well. We're going to, we'll go on a friendly trip to Europe. And right about, I think this is probably about June, uh, no, May, June. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ring up Matt from Croatia. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I think blah, blah, blah. And I are breaking <laughs> up. Don's um, gonna tell a terrible story now. <laughs> no, 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 it's not a terrible story. No, because it was, it was funny. I remember my part of it. It was funny. It was actually, I remember exactly where I was in the car, in the hire car. I remember, I remember, I was driving because I was in the car driving and I was talking to you on the phone. And when I have hire cars, what I do is I get my phone and I get like a rubber band and I put it through the air vent, like as my like sit on the car thing. I remember, and um, <laughs> I say look. She's not having a really good time. We're going to end the trip. I think we're breaking up, but we're going to come home. And you're like, ah, so you're, you're coming home. Um, I guess you'll be wanting to maybe do some gigs again because, you know, you won't be working. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> so I, Tom's, Tom's relationship has just ended. Yeah, my relationship just It's like, ah. I literally yesterday just confirmed that Reese was now a permanent member of the band. And I went, huh, I think I went, oh, fuck. Oh, well, like, I, well, you know, I did say to you, if shit gets heavy and you need to sort out a permanent mm, member, no, no. you did. And um, I've never in the, at all, ever in the time since have I ever given you shit about it. No. That's not true. I give a shit about it a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, it was a, it was a, it was an awful situation. Yeah, it was a rough time. It was a rough time for everyone. <laughs> for everyone, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I was going away for six weeks, and uh, yeah, yeah that, uh, my, uh, my hand was forced yeah. somewhat. Well, I believe it is the fourth of w- May. Was it? Was it the story? My goes, hand was forced. I forced. Yes, I heard you. Uh, was the story that you organised some fill-ins um, or a fill-in for you for the whole time that you, you were away and literally a couple of days before you were about to get on the flight, that person had to pull out because they'd been on a waiting list for a job driving yeah, trains. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And finally yeah, wow, came, that's right. And finally came up and he said, I don't know what my Ross is going to be. I can't commit to this every Saturday night. Yeah. I'm really, really sorry. And you're like, all right, I need to get someone who can do the job, which yeah. is how you said, all right, well, and Reese was, and and by the way, Reese had commitments that he, you know, oh absolutely, you know, really heavily shuffled in order to ostensibly really help you out. Yeah. So good, good on him. Yeah. Good guy. Um, yeah. 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 Wow. So yeah. yeah. There's a lot now, of tension between us right now in this car, isn't there? No. Play it up for the camera. So what? So that. So cool. two thousand thirteen. So, so now, what is it? Eight years later. Yeah. You're back. I'm back. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. Yeah. I'm gonna have so, to buy a new guitar. You won't have to buy a new amp. Don't so be a dick. What I want to do? I want to do a wet, uh, like a dry wet dry setup. Ah. Oh. So three amps, right? Dry in the middle, and Madness. then stereo effects on the outside. Madness. It'll be good. It's gonna be fine. So yeah, groove at Crown. <laughs> Um, which was basically GeForce really just did once or twice a month on a Saturday night at, at Crown Casino in their, their sort of premier band room called Groove um, which ostensibly is, a, is an 80s, 90s venue um, that we sneak some other stuff around the edges. I, love, I really love music from the 1880s. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and then corporate stuff, private stuff. So... There was no private stuff. Nothing's been booked, and and because we really only played Crown, we don't do the grungy venues, um, that yeah, yet, that really don't pay enough. Um, uh, yeah, so it's good that it's back, and um, they asked us to be their grand reopening band. We were the band who opened the venue to start with. I think you might have to push a button in a second. I can do it now. We've done a lot of grand reopenings, not together, but 
What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, we're talking about it. Yeah, outrageous. Yeah, so we opened Groove. Really? Where was I? Well, I don't know. Maybe you were overseas. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the Do we uh, close it too? The manager. <laughs> <laughs> the, we definitely played there in the last week, I think. Yeah. Before the 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 other bar closed. we played. Oh, I played the sports bar the night of the closing, and then came downstairs and played <laughs> jackpot with you. You closed uh, two venues that night. That I congratulations. I have been known to close things too. <laughs> um, so yeah, 29th of May, grand reopening, and uh, 19th of June, another one booked already. Sounds oh really? Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one because I saw another one that was in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt's got out access to my calendar and therefore uh, generally knows what I'm doing. Yep. More than I do. Yeah, I know when they have to go to hospital and get scans. Yep. I know when Sprocket and, and Freddie have to be wormed. That's right, and fleeted. <laughs> and um, sometimes some other stuff. Sometimes some other stuff. I try yeah. not to look. Ah, oh, you can look. No, but you know. It's nothing private, is there? No, no I don't mean like, that. I'll eat like the birth of children and shit like that. <laughs> Funny. I hope that I reckon child every... of yours is slightly recalcitrant. How many days late does he, she have to be? To be what? To be born the same day as me? Oh no, she has to be like three weeks early. Oh. Yeah, she's. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, she's then. coming on the twenty seventh of July. Oh, twenty seventh yeah, of July. Yeah, not twenty second. Okay. Um, well, let's let's not then. We. Uh, I reckon everybody in Geelong pretty much knows that. Um, cats having a baby because when the one day a week I work at the good guys, everybody that comes in, blah 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 blah, blah so my fiance is having a baby. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what is it, girl? Oh, oh my god! Oh, Mr. Mention artist. It's so it's funny. Good. Like we know you've got a girlfriend. We know you're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> fiance. Yeah. Is it the same? Is it just a um, <laughs> rejumbling of finance? <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be finance. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Very good. <coughs> and we are before a gig tonight. We are before a gig. Mm. Tuesday. I love it. The world's gone mad. World has gone mad. Um, well, the world's gone mad. Far out. Who'd, who'd have thought a year after coronavirus, we'd still be talking about coronavirus? Mm. Yeah. But um, that's not to make light of it. It sounded like I was. Um, no, I didn't think it did. I put I put a funny face. I, don't, I, I so I yeah I didn't mean to. Who'd have thought? But like kind of who'd have thought? Like it's um, it's quite amazing how. Um, how it hasn't been able to be kind of reined in. Like it's it's the stuff of movies. Yeah. Actually, like terrifyingly close to many films, and. Um, yeah, the fact that it's kind of... The fact that Contagion is still trending on Netflix. A year later. <laughs> a year later. Uh, well, the fact that it didn't get onto Netflix until about six months ago, and I actually <laughs> actually had to, oh, I had to actually hire it last April. From the to Apple watch store. it? So, for, yeah, I wanted to watch it. Why? Because it was it, it, in my brain, because I remember... Um, is that Dustin Hoffman and some monkeys? No, that's Outbreak. Oh. Yeah, and Rene Russo. Mm. And maybe Delroy Lindo. That, now you're just making Delroy's a like, cool name, isn't it? I know Del not Boy. D- not Del Boy. Not is that all? Uh, Fools and Horses. Yeah, or Fools and Horses. Yeah, great show. When our cat's dad was over last year, we watched we watched a couple of episodes of it. Just just sitting on the couch, and I'm just this is so good. It was the episode where he has a baby. The David Jason character has a baby, and oh, the the doctor. Um, as a wig, and he's sell- and he's selling to, so he's always got like a, a thing on the side he's trying to do, and he's selling toupees, and oh, fantastic, <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen a whole episode of Only Fools and Horses. Um, very that era. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Which when you, so, so uh, like um, so same era as Open All Hours, the uh, Roddy Barker post-porridge or is it porridge era 
It was late 70s, <laughs> early 80s. So Sorry. I think anyone under 40, you've probably I, got no idea I what we're talking think about. Before Open All Hours. Right. I think Open All Hours was mid 80s. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Or I might be really wrong and it might be mid 70s. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like he did that, Open All Hours, then Dalek Buds of May, and then Touch of Frost. Oh, good lord. Yeah. I'm a. Uh, well, all the time he did Danger Mouse. He was the voice of Danger Mouse. Was he? Yeah. Who was the voice of Penfold? He was. What? He was all the voices. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. No. Oh, I mean, like I will if you want to. But... I, 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 um, I really want to do some voiceovers. You should do some voiceovers. I want to do some cartoon voices. Oh, well, all right. Let's do some now. What? What? Oh, no, I'd need to see the character. You can't just be a... Why not? No. I, all right, let me uh, pitch you a character. Okay. All right, so we've got... All right, so here we're at TV show. Yep. Um, imagine Blinky Bill, the TV show, the cartoon TV show, updated for 2021. Yep. Right? Um, but... I've never seen Blinky Bill, but I'm aware he's a koala. Yeah, Blinky Bill's a koala. So imagine uh, animals from the Australian, yep. you know range of fauna mm -hmm. right but right they've they were all born in foreign zoos right so yep. they all come back to Australia with accents okay right and little stories from where they, they came from and they've all good. they've all come back right to help repopulate after a bushfire I'm making shit up as I go along no, that's good, that's good. That's after, good. Right, so they, they come back to help out to help Australian animals get back on their feet right but so you could have it. So they've come back to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. Well, I'm in. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called <laughs> Flinky Phil. That's the show. Flinky Phil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You should use that laugh as one of the characters. Oh, I reckon that laughs. takes. Nah, it's too muttly. That's all right. Nah, I'd, be, I'd get accused of ripping it off. Nah. Who's that? Why does that giraffe sound like Muttley from Dick Dastardly? Why is there a giraffe in the Australian outback? Repopulating giraffes? No. Oh. Yeah. Australian flora and fauna. Oh, so, so these were animals that were exported from Australia yeah, yeah, to, to other zoos. Yeah, to be in other zoos. Right. And now we, we need them to come back home, oh. like after a great uh, disaster, not a pandemic, like a natural disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I guess, a pandemic in a way. Hmm. Um, so now, um, so your voice for the possum. <laughs> Why would you have to pick an animal that's once attacked me? <laughs> well, then there you go. So Ring Ringo, his Ring name is. All right, Ringo. Yeah, go. Ringo possum. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, what's his voice? Is it a him or a her? I say him. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, you sh he should definitely have a Liverpudlian accent then. <laughs> You should. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think of what Ringo actually sounded like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how you doing, boys? I wasn't going to sing that line. <laughs> Throw tomatoes at me. And those days, he would have thrown tomatoes at me. <laughs> well, I think you'll have to be Ringo then. All right, well, we that's can, we can do the show together. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. Um, Oh, is it Ringo? Ringo? St no, it's the George. George Har it's the George Harrison story where uh, where someone comes up to him in the airport and asks for uh, an autograph, and he says, "No, you're all right," <laughs> and walks off. Great. Uh, my my any Beatles impression sounds like Simon Murphy from ah uh, from yeah. It's, well, for, well, he's from isn't he from Manchester? Careful, mate. Uh Yorkshire, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's all right. It's far enough away. Yeah, he's 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 way north. Okay, so we're going to have to have a wombat. You have to have a voice of All right, a wombat. slow and ponderous. I, I would actually go against type. Really? Okay. Nah, I think... <laughs> Harry. His name's Harry. All right. Yep. You, you mean Harry? No, Harry. Oh, very good. Because of the... Oh, I thought you meant because he had a, it, like a hair lip. <laughs> Because they do. They have a little... Do they? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. No, I was thinking... Oh, it's not here. Harry knows one bit. Ah, oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Come on, mate. Come up. Come on. Where's your pitch? Well, 
need to work on these things. I'm, I'm not good under pressure. I'm not a good improviser. I'm not a good improviser, I don't think. What are you talking about? It's weird, isn't it? You'd think on the one hand I would be. Well, I'd think on both hands you would be. Hmm. Yeah, it can't be. It's not just about your hands. It's about your voice. <laughs> I feel like, I, I kind of feel like he'd be quite... I don't know how wombats walk, but in my head, they don't walk like that. They walk like that. All right, good. Like they walk, well, see, which they clearly don't walk here's, both at the same time. No. But I feel like they should. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. I think we're, you're allowed to, because remember, you're a co-executive producer of this cartoon series. So you're allowed to present animals as things that they're not. Mm. Right. I think there's way too much like, this is like this, and this is like this these days. It's like, you know, no, we don't have to be accurate. I feel like the characters in this show, though, are going to be based far more on the accents of where they've been. Well, there you go. All right, so... Um, all right, let's, uh, pick, let's pick another animal. So... I mean, Harry's been in Africa. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't think you should do that. So look. he just comes back and goes... That's good. He speaks, he speaks fluent zebra. That's a weird weird animal, isn't it? Yeah, black and white and red all over. Oh, so um, there's a show. So we. By the way, do we have to get to work? Yeah, in a minute. Um, there's a show <laughs> on TV. It's I don't. It's something zoos, right? It's about about um, oh, it's about the San Francisco Zoo, and last week the episode the little giraffes. Um, yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, the baby giraffes were having um, trouble with their hindquarters. They weren't strong enough, so they couldn't be put back with the main herd, right? So they had to go off and be separated. And so they put them with the okapis, right? A cat was like, what is this strange animal? And of course, because I was an animal nut when I was a kid, I freaking know everything about a cat. She's like, who are you? <laughs> She's like, how do you know so much about... The, what's it called? I was like, a copy. What's it called, a copy? I was like, I think it, I think it mean, I think Am I, I South African? South African? Um, well, they're African. No, but are they, I thought they only were. <laughs> no, that's the Oryx. True? I believe so. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I've been wrong in this conversation. <laughs> I was wrong then. Oryx. Yeah. Good. Um, a copy. Excellent. Anyway, so do you know do you know what an akapi looks like? Yes. Yeah, it's the so for those who don't, they look like a mini squished giraffe, right? And they're kind of a bit pinky purpley. Well, they're brown, but they look a bit pinky purpley in certain light. And they have um, half of them is like striped like a zebra, and the other half is like just the brown. Yeah, plain. Yeah. yeah. But they look they look like a bit of a squished um, giraffe with zebra stripes. They're freaking cool. Squished giraffe sounds like a cocktail. Let's go have one. A squished giraffe? Yeah. Just go, Let's just go up and <laughs> Let's do that tonight. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, you'll have a squished giraffe and I'll have a... Um, uh, a yeah. wobbly wombat, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a fat controller. Oh. He's not, allowed, he's not called fat anymore. Are you fucking serious? I'm serious. He's not called fat. What's he called? Oh, I don't know. He's not, I think he's Mr. Station. Void. Mr. Station Master or no, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's allowed to be male. Oh, he's allowed to be male. Yeah. Um, but he's I not He's not allowed to be paid more. I don't have a problem with political correctness <laughs> per se. Like, I was having this conversation with... I don't have a problem with anything per se. <laughs> But that's the problem. The problem Except is. Except it's pronounced purse. Um, <laughs> isn't the problem with all that kind of stuff though? Is that it's um, the the it it completely does away with the subtleties of any individual situation. Um, uh, amongst oh, many other things, <laughs> David Griffiths actually. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's involved in council mm -hmm. and all sorts of things like that that come up all the time. And he, David's a clever bloke. Yep. Um, and also wants to get shit done. And I think- If he works in council. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fucking hell. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, uh, political 
<clears throat> parties seem to be just, I don't know, anathema to, to progress. <laughs> just everything needing to be done by a committee. Um, and and so the conversation I was having with him was, I'm, I'm old enough to remember at least not, um, sort of um, a little bit removed from it, but uh, because I was really interested in British comedy when I got back to Australia... Oh, yes, Minister. <laughs> uh, no, no, more about the the rise of the 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 new British comics, the Alexis Sale and Ben Elton and yeah. those guys, who were politically correct, and all of a sudden, it wasn't misogynist humour, and it wasn't yeah. um, homophobic, and it wasn't just archetype, uh, you know, um, uh, race archetypes and stuff. You know, it it, it really it turned a corner, and it. And that was only a good thing. I just, I think a lot of... The, the phrase political correctness gone mad is... It, it's become a cliche of itself. So, you know, I don't... I, <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with... Uh, with breaking down those sorts of stereotypes and getting rid of the barriers to... True, totally. To, to equality and all that sort of stuff. Um, but, yeah, the... Uh, yeah, all nuance gets lost when, <laughs> when, um, for example, on a uh, on a college campus where um, you try to provide a safe space for women, but then that space needs to be occupied by people who identify as women, which means Muslim women can't use that space anymore because that was that was their place to be with other women where they could take the hijab off and. So they can't do that anymore. So what do you do? Well, the simplest solution is, well, okay then, so then you, you're on a college campus, there's rooms everywhere. So there's a room for the women, there's a room for the people who identify as women who weren't born as women. Like that's, a, that's, a, that's an elegant solution that actually doesn't address the problem in inverted commas. Um. Ah, oh, well, that, yeah, uh, that's a can of worms, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a can of worms. Um, I, th- I think there's an element of, and I don't, this sounds heartless, right? Um, but there's a lot, and I, th- I hear it a lot too, like, it's, you know, because I occasionally I, like, I, I do these shifts and I work in a, you know, um, a shop and there's TVs on and TVs are on all day and so there's always some someone who feels absolutely compelled to tell their story right um, which I find really interesting um, and I find it, I, 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 I legitimately find it interesting I, I don't mean to that could sound sarcastic but I find it interesting how people are compelled to tell their stories and this needs to be out there and people should know this and all that kind of stuff um, it seems really odd to me that quite often the solution to all of the problems is to try to make um, to make ev- everyone accepted. Um, but I, but everyone still wants to be an individual. It doesn't like that for me. It's like if you are different to the majority of people, you are, and incidentally, or you. It, you Everybody is there's no such thing as equality, really. Everyone's different in it in every measurable way. You can maybe be the same height as somebody else, but you're not the same thickness and you don't have the same amount of hair and you know, it's like well you can think of all these like as as imaginative as you can get, you can find ways that people are different and the same. Yeah. <clears throat> but they don't want to do that, they want to pick the one thing. And go well. That we want we want to sort that out. It's like yeah, but you sort that out. You don't. Then you cause all those problems there, mm. right? So you can't sort that out, right? That's and it's right. like that doesn't get sorted. That just creates stuff over there. And it's like well, these people there go. Well, I really care about those people over there because my shit just got sorted. It's like hang on, how come your shit is allowed to get sorted and yeah. theirs isn't? And how come you're allowed to create a problem for someone else? Like the scenario of, um, you know, I I identify as something which, you know. I can completely understand and empathise with, 
and appreciate is a very difficult thing to have to get your own head around. Mm -hmm. But how come you get to have priority over someone else isn't... And that's the thing. How come anyone gets to have a priority over everyone else? My feeling is with that kind of stuff is that your job in life is to make the world better for other people. So you seed ground, right? And by doing that, you you incidentally, other people make allowances for you. Right? I, th- I feel like that's what happens. But of course, yeah. I feel like that's what happens because I'm a middle-aged white male. You see my point. Like Absolutely it's like It's like not. people say that to me. It's like, oh, that's why. It's like the fact that I have a few characteristics that you want to focus on somehow in your mind makes my current perspective not one that i'm going to stand on for the rest of my life but the one that i'm just expressing right now that makes it less valid than yours and i'm not saying that my opinion is more valid than yours right but you're telling me that mine is less valid because of this and oh like, and that's, really okay that's interesting yeah well because if you're not the person who's having the experience <coughs> that needs to be addressed then you're then your opinion is less valid okay because how can i possibly understand I'm male, I'm in my 40s, I'm white, I live in Australia, I have an education. Like all of these things that in because of that, I can't possibly have a valuable contribution yeah. or at least... Um, oh, that's, I mean, that's a shame if that is your experience. Um, I, I th- my perspective on being a middle-aged white male is just, you know, I'm, 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 I'm okay with the phrase, check your privilege. Sure, because I'm aware that I'm I'm in a in a I've I'm naturally, luckily, fallen into kind of an elite group. I'm I'm not okay with the phrase because I think privilege is a bad word. I th- I think in a sense of, well, is it privilege or is it scenario? And it, sure, I and I, and, I, and that's nitpicking, but it's like, well, that's why we have language. We have language yeah. to be specific. Uh, yeah, because if you want, like, for example, if <laughs> I think there is an element where I go where I have to say to whoever is who has the thing that they want me to check. It's like, make sure we are being as um, specific as we can be. Because if we're specific about my thing, we can get specific about your thing. And that means we can really address... Sure. We can start to really address everything properly. Right? And I think that's really important. Yeah. Because I'm not saying that... I'm not saying I don't have... I'm not... I'm not lucky to have the things that I have and the scenario and the brain that I have and the parents I have and the friends that I have. And I'm not saying that that, I'm not sure if that's privilege. I think that's. No, but it, it you know, I it can, functions as privilege because it puts you in a strata of society that is naturally above a whole bunch of other people. Sure, but it puts me below a lot of people too. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it does. Like, and this that thing that we were saying at the start of this conversation. What it puts ought... you above more people than it puts you below. Though. But that's irrelevant, isn't it? No. I think it's completely relevant. It's like it puts you in with everybody, and there are certain things about my scenario which puts me way below many people and above others. And we so that's why I really have to go to work. Yes, and we I do. fucking don't want to because I want to keep talking about this. But it's, I love but it. But it's, it's, I mean, like. Oh, shit, we really have to go. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> um, Salada biscuits. <laughs> hey, I had some boys today. They're good. Well, they're not shit biscuits. Yeah. We gotta go. Okay, go on then. Don't start the biscuit talk. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>